This is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that celebrates the best rock, metal, and punk music on vinyl. And now, here's Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl podcast. My name is Phil Boyer, and on the other side of that big, vast ocean blue is my brother from another mother, Mike Svensson. Hey, Mike. How's it going over there in Sweden? Hey, buddy. It's uh, going uh, really good, actually. Uh, I mean, uh, the vinyl community is thriving right now, and, and people are stepping up in this, in this madness and sharing uh, loads of cool posts. It's like uh, Instagram has become a, a focusing point for, for uh, some of the pos- positive aspects. So really instead cool. of focusing on all, all the, the nuts that's going on in the world. The madness, the crazy, <laughs> crazy. And yes. we're not talking about Donald Trump, right? Or, no, or, we? no, no, no. We did not that for the show and we got that yes. system. So. Yes. So we're so focusing on, on what this week? We are focusing on, well, we're doing something a little different this week. We usually, we take one record and we dive into it and we talk about how bad Post Malone was on it and all that stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this week we're going to do a little show about album covers. We're going to talk about all the album covers that made an impact with us in, in the world. Yes. So and 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 that's the shit I posting on 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 Instagram. Sweet. All the album covers, yes. All the album covers, because that's that's yes. what sucks you in, you know. Yes, yeah. What was the first album cover to just blow you away? Oh, you can only imagine, my friend. You can only imagine. It is, of course, the Kiss Alive. I mean, to be a little kid opening up that gatefold, trying to read all the transcripts from the band. I didn't know English that good at the time, but there is always a gift in those early 70s albums with Kiss. And lo and behold, it's an eight-page colored booklet that you could flip through with, with live uh, shots from the band and I was totally blown away. It, it was when I got my hands on, on one of those copies because the, the, uh, almost all of the, the albums that I picked up because, <clears throat> well, you know me, it's my favorite one. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm up to like 14 or 15 copies of this album. Oh, jeez. Yes, I, but it's it's different pressings, Phil. It's the Japanese one. It's the <laughs> it's the Swedish one. It's the the original U.S. one. And and well, you know, or do. is I it know. just me? It's in my head. But anyhow, <laughs> opening up that that uh, colored booklet, it's it's oh man. Still to this day, I'm I'm turning eight years old, sitting there flipping through the pages looking and listening to that album over and over again. And, well, that's my first one. Which one was yours? It has to be Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind. Ooh, that's a good one. Iron Maiden, I mean, let's let's talk about Iron Maiden right now. I mean, is there any other 
band that has better artwork on their records than Iron Maiden? I actually, I actually can't think of one. That's including Kiss. I mean, Derek Riggs was such a master at that artwork. Yes. And, you know, it, back in the day, I used to, I used to draw, you know, draw stuff. And when I saw those album covers, man, like I immediately, like it inspired me to start drawing Eddie and stuff yeah. and, and all that. And yeah. I mean, I probably have papers somewhere around of all these Eddie drawings and everything. I mean, it was just so influential I think, yeah. and 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 when you look at all the, um, when you look at Eddie, which is obviously the focus of these these covers, you know, you can see why everybody knows who Eddie is. It really solidified Eddie as as a thing, as this mascot, whether you know the band or not. And it, and it's why yeah. really all these yeah. pop stars wear the shirts, you know. Yeah, with of Eddie course. On them. Yeah. I actually, I, I one of my favorite artists is also Ken Kelly, who who uh, who um, original he drew um, Rainbows uh, album cover. Uh, I think it's the Rising. I think it is, and he he drew Destroyer, Rekiss, and 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 Love Gun. Uh, but it's you, you can you can uh, look at those album covers because they're one of, um, among my favorites. Uh, right there but it there is something special uh, with the mating covers because they i i think i cannot think of a, a an and made an album that's well actually i can but who cares uh anyhow um <laughs> when you go into the details you find stuff from the band in there that mm-hmm. there is some some clues to 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 stuff from their songs, their interests, their fable, favorite favorite football team, and, and th- so forth. And it's that's why I think it's such a cool way to go when when you're an, a Maiden fan because you get all the treats in the album cover, and, and that's why I think Maiden is one of the coolest bands to. Yeah, they they tell a story. Yeah. Even outside of what you were saying, you you look at these covers and they tell a story. You know, it's yeah. something's going on. Yeah. Which I may mean, or I, may not be related to what's going on on the record itself. It's it's you no know. no no no. But I I I remember I remember it. Do you remember the somewhere in time? Because that, mm-hmm. that's one of one of the those the really graphic. I mean, there is so much hidden stuff in there. I, I shit you not, a, a friend of mine, we, we actually took one of those loops that, that, that you have when you go uh, looking at tiny stuff in, in, in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and we actually did, we sat for hours and covered all the basics from the top to bottom, trying to find and write stuff down. And because and, we didn't know stuff back in the day that, it it was I I mean, uh, as you look at at uh, you go there there's a, a billboard with West Ham. We didn't connect that to to a, a, the football team, and there is 22 Acacia Avenue, and you got the poster of Eddie and and so forth, and and it's it's nuts with all the stuff that. The, 
I remember I cried when I saw that one on CD because I felt so bad for, for the kids that grew up without their vinyl. I had to mm. look at this album cover in, in a CD format. It's, it's crazy. You have to look at it in, in a vinyl. It's, mm-hmm. oh my God, the graphics and Derek Riggs. What a genius. Jeez. Yeah. And it's really sad he's not doing the covers anymore. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I, I, th- I think that was a big mistake that Maiden did is yeah. by getting rid of him and, and going to like this digital artwork stuff. Yeah. It's just, Eddie's not the same. It's like, there's no character. He's no. characterless right now. Yeah. He's got yeah. no soul. No, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. But it's still Maiden though. It's still Maiden. It's still Maiden. It's, it's, you know, sometimes it's what's inside that counts. You can't judge an album by its cover, right? No. What are you uh, among your uh, all-time favorite album covers? Well, I think... Except Maiden, though. Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I don't know. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. I... I hadn't really gotten into the covers themselves. I was more concerned with what was inside, you know, the sleeves and, and some of the stuff. And, um, but I, I think Iron Maiden is really the one that the, the, the covers just sort of sucked me in. I mean, there's yeah. also Judas Priest, you know, with yeah. the, the Hellion artwork, I think is, is yeah. pretty cool. Um, I remember the the first Black Sabbath album, it scared the shit out of me. Open it up and and find it, the the upside down crosses and and, and the woman in the front. I I, I thought she was a witch or something when when I was a kid. (laughs) It's sort of like, and and when I first heard that album, it's sort of like, it, it sucked me in like a vortex to 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 the the dark and and i really thought they were devil worshippers and i actually i saw a documentary not long ago that where where um uh, i think it was uh, tony aomi who, who said that we didn't actually know that they the record company put uh, uh, an upside down cross in there cuz cuz by the time cuz we went on tour by the time they were finishing up the album and when we came back, we saw it for the first time and we thought it was, okay, so there's an upside-down cross. Why? Oh, we, we thought it was cool. And, cause, and from that day on, they, they were considered as devil worshippers when, when they actually were the opposite. But, but it's, it's, uh, it's stuck with them. So, so with the name Black Sabbath and you got the upside down cross and, and the, the woman in the front that nobody knew who she was and, and they tried to find her some years later and nobody knew. So there is a mystique there, but it's, it's, um, it's one of those covers that I, I tend to go to nowadays. I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, on all, uh, my all time favorite is Saxon's Crusader and of course Metallica's Master of Puppets. But it's okay. it's it's and 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 Dio's Holy Diver too, with, with the with the priest in in the water, mm-hmm. uh, and the devil and and, and the devil and the devil. Shit. Well, th- there was that thing back when I was a, a teenager, um, that if you turned Dio the logo upside down, that yeah. it spelt devil. Ooh. 
uh, uh, how? Hmm. You know, I, it, it's interesting because if somebody showed me how, how you do it and I can see it, but you're like reusing some of the same lines and stuff to get okay. double. Yeah. You know, I can see it to these days. You know, it's one of those things that once you see it, you can see it. Yeah. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, it's no. just one of those things, you know, like j- just to reinforce that the metal is, the, you know, the devil's music and all that crap, yeah. you know, yeah. that, all that yeah. shit that flies around. You know? But wasn't it funny when, when Saxon released Crusader and with the, with the religious theme with, with the Crusades and, and, and so forth? Mm-hmm. And they, they actually sing about going to the Holy Land and and uh, and whatnot. What what happened back in the day when the, when the, the the Christianity, the Catholics, they went over to to the to to Jerusalem and and, and try to take the country back from the Muslims or whatever. <laughs> But it's it's sort of like uh, you got you got the devil on the one side and and you got. Uh, Uh, the re- religious part in Saxon's Crusader, because they actually also uh, became devil worshippers, at least in the United States of America, which is pretty funny <laughs> when you think about it. We're, we're scared uh, I, of everything I, over here, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember uh, hearing an interview with Biff Byford, the singer of Saxon, when they got pulled over. And they thought they were devil worshippers because they had long hair, and and that's why he wrote the the song uh, um, "Strong Armor Law." Mm. So so it's because of of well, you guys got long hair. You have to be devil worshippers because everybody that worships the devil has long hair, and that makes no <laughs> sense at all. <laughs> Especially when all the pictures you see of Jesus, he's got long freaking hair. Yes. I never yes. understood how that all came about. It's like, oh, no. you got long hair. You must be a hippie or a devil worshiper or both. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. <laughs> both. Oh, my God. It's it's nuts. I am, but I, uh, but were you like me when you grew up you you got drawn to the album cover or was it was it mainly the music for me it was the music i heard the music first and went out and grabbed the 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 album off of that the ex, uh, the exception would be iron maiden that really drew me in but then yeah. i i always i was a maiden fan already at that point so okay Because I remember I listened to, to a lot of cassette tapes. A friend of mine, we, we copied the older kids' albums. And, and you, got a, you got a cassette in, in your hand with, with handwritten uh, lyrics uh, or, or song titles, sorry. Uh, and so you actually didn't know how, how the album looked like. So, so you had to go to, to the store and, and look it up. And... and uh, From from that point, I, I I realized how many cool album covers there were with the music that I loved, and and um, it some sort in some way I, I got drawn into that with Kiss, of course. But then uh, all of a sudden, you, you got Maiden, and you got Metallica, and you got Saxon, and and so forth. But for you, was there any any um, 
any part when when you went to oh shit i i'm not buying this album because of the cover it scares the hell out of me <laughs> no you got to remember i live in the united states where everybody freaks out over the you know the littlest <laughs> thing so where you guys got these really cool epic album covers we got pictures of the fucking band on the front what what do you mean well, let's talk about the Scorpions. I mean, when, when you look at, you know, some of their records, the, the Scorpions, you look at Virgin Killer, okay? Yeah, yeah. The original cover featured a new teen on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, which a lot of people freaked out. Even in Britain, they freaked out about that. Yeah. You know, and it got blacklisted over there. But here, yeah. you know, we had a picture of the band on the front. We didn't have that Okay. Cover. Which I guess that's sort of understanding. You've got this. Yes. Yeah. It freaks me out today. Girl. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's. But then you've got Love Drive, right? Yeah. With both the front and uh, front and back cover had exposed boob on it, and over here in the United States, boobs are bad. So we had to have oh. a cover of the the Scorpions logo that had the actual like scorpion on top that looked sort of robotic and and all that. That's what we had. What we didn't have the boobs for real, for real. I, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, and a funny story about that is um, I was reading about this, and apparently, Klaus Mina said that they didn't think it was a big deal to put boob on there because they come over here to the United States and they tour and they've got all these women at the shows flashing them their tits and everything, yeah. and they're like, Yeah, you know, it was no big deal, and it was only in the United States that they had to change the cover. Because boobs are bad. Okay. Boobs are bad. Well, they, well, they are, or aren't they? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, but again, here we freak again, out when women breastfeed because you know. Yeah. It's a big it, it's, thing. it's 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 funny because we, we're uh, we're going into this. I I was going to mention this Guns N' Roses. I yeah. actually listened to, to uh, we we saw them. Uh, live at the Ritz, the the you know the MTV performance that they did back mm -hmm. in the day, Guns N' Roses, and and I was watching it with with my son, and and uh, you know, all of a sudden you hear beep, and you hear beep, so and and he said, "What's going on?" Well, it, it's a curse word. But what? Yeah, you're not allowed to swear on 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 television in America. That's just stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, but it's it's is 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 this going to be through the whole show? Well, almost, cause cause he he swears a lot on stage. <laughs> So it, it was pretty pretty annoying. I didn't think about it because I'm just so used to it uh, growing yeah. up that, that you, 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 you listen to some songs on MTV or a live performance and, and you, you hear the word F-U-C-K and you go beep and you think, okay, well, that's normal. But to him, he's a little kid growing up now and it's, it's, he, he didn't know what, what was going on. But it's uh, well, it's crazy. You guys are funny over there. I know, and and then you, yes. you take the Appetite for Destruction album cover. Yeah. Speaking yes. of Guns and Roses, it got yes. 
band over here, the the yeah. Robert Williams cover that contained a painting yes. of the robot rapist with the girl that had panties around yeah. her knees. Yeah, we did. We didn't get yeah. that over here. No, no, we got the mm -hmm. the the sort of cross thing with the heads all around it. Yeah, logo. that's what we got. I, I we actually told that it was the second printing of it, of the album, but it, it took took some years before we understood that it it was it was banned because we didn't know we we didn't pay attention to to the picture. We thought it was a cool picture. Oh, there's a robot and there's something flying over the fence there, and and I actually didn't didn't pay attention to to the woman before uh, some of the older kids started to talk about it. I do just, just a naked chick on, on, on the floor with our panties down. <laughs> and I had to look at that because I, I, was, I was freaking out because I, I, I just heard Welcome to the Jungle on MTV and I had to go out and buy. So I went out to the store and bought the album. Oh, cool. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. I need to buy this. And I, I, I ran home and put it on the turntable and I listened to it nonstop. And, and, uh, and a friend of mine his big brother came over and said, have you seen the album cover? And I actually hadn't. Uh, what do you mean? Well, well, there's, there's a girl at, at the bottom with her, her knickers. What? <laughs> and I had to put it up and say, oh, shit. You're right. I, I actually didn't know. I didn't pay, pay that much attention to it. So it's, it didn't scare me, let alone me. <laughs> well, I was like 15 years old when it came out, so or 16 yeah. or 87, six, 17, yeah. I 16, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, but, we 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 got all the bland covers, pictures of the bands, or you know, some other you know muted kind yeah. of artwork that wouldn't yeah. offend anybody because we can't offend anybody here in the United States. No. But wasn't that sort sort of like when, when you were talking about album covers or talking about uh, heavy metal music as as a whole that that people were thinking that it's devil worship or there's hidden messages and and you 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 got um I mean people in in I'm I'm sorry in your neck of the woods again uh, <laughs> where Rob Halford had to sing in court because because there were some kids that blew blew their head off listening to Judas Priest, and they had to be in there, the, 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 the hidden messages when you played the album backwards. Have you ever, Phil, my friend, have you ever tried and succeeded in playing an album backwards and listening and finding a message? I have not. I have never heard an evil satanic message playing no. a record backwards. Did you, did you do it a lot? try to to play albums backwards i did it once and realized that it ruins the freaking record and i never yes. did it again <laughs> yes there you go so, so how I, I realized that that was the conspiracy they wanted you to ruin the record so you couldn't listen to it yes i'm thinking <laughs> why the hell should i play this backwards it has to it it ruins the album it ruins my needle to to the pickup and and it's it's what the hell jeez and, and it's all this conspiracy i mean it's because it's loud it's fast it's in your face music and that's all that it is mm -hmm. there is nothing more to it it's rock and roll music 
and it's been around since Elvis, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And, well, and you know, Elvis he, shaking his hips. That was a big controversy he, now. Yes. You know, or, yeah. and now it's, you, it's yeah. like, I don't know. It seems like I, sometimes I feel like even if Elvis shaking his hips would like freak people out these days, <laughs> like nothing's changed. We've gone backwards. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of of uh, crazy album covers and 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 the, the the stuff that goes with it, um, what do you think about Alice Cooper's? Because he he's got some crazy shit going on with some of the the album covers that he does. Oh well, yeah, I mean Alice Cooper, just his shows, just his whole persona, his image was this yeah. shocking thing this big theatrical thing and his covers were no exception to that. They were, if anything, just part of the experience. Yeah. But, but it's also nuts because I, I heard an interview that, that he, he did uh, also some years ago that, uh, and he said that there, nobody got the Alice Cooper band because it's, it's sort of like vaudeville. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, we tried to, to portray and and it it wasn't until they got out to California, they left Detroit and went out to California, and they got people like Groucho Marx coming to the shows and, and so forth, and they got it. And it's not their audience, but they got, <laughs> oh, it's Volleville. It's, it's really cool. There's stuff happening on, on stage, and, and they got creepy shit going on, and, and it's, it's sort of like, and uh, the public didn't get it. And it's all oh man, he's he's got to be a devil worshiper, or or something like that. And and it's not with the, with the panties around around the 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 vinyl vinyl of of a school south and and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's it's nuts. It's rock and roll for Christ's sakes. Yeah, I I, I kind of miss those days where bands did make the record and part of the experience you know you're talking about kiss where it's always back in the 70s you know there was always a, a surprise a present a thing going yeah. on in there yeah and, you know we talk alice cooper and the panties around the record and yeah and all that it's it, bands don't do that so much anymore no no it's it's crazy but i i'm i'm guessing that uh, they're afraid to go uh I mean, to go there because it's already been done. I don't know. You got really mad and you, and you got, I mean, if you bought an album by a band that was no treat, you thought, what the <laughs> hell? Oh, shit. I'm not buying those albums anymore because you, you, you were getting used to, to the Maiden and, and you got, I mean, I remember getting some stickers w- with uh, some of the Maiden albums and, and you got the cover and then you got Kiss w- with the Love Gun and, and the, the pistol and you got the, the, the booklets and, and you got whatnot in, in there. And it's, it's like you said, it, it, was, it was better in the days, back in the day. Yeah, but I think nowadays they're taking all that special stuff, the goodies, and they're creating box sets and putting all that shit in box sets now so they can make even more money. Yeah, of course. It's it's just a marketing and monetizing gimmick. Yeah. You know? I forgot about those. Yeah. Now, I think now that said about the experience and all that, 
I think you, you, if you look at some of the death metal and some of the really hardcore metal shit, you look yeah. at some of these covers that have been banned. Um, I'm not, I'm not that big into the whole death metal and all that stuff, but these, the artwork on some of these is just not only shocking, but it's actually pretty damn good. It, it is. I actually Surely. have had, a, yeah, I had a death metal period in, 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 in the early nineties where I listened to a lot of Swedish death metal, uh, you know, like entombed and at the gates and, and so forth. And, uh, they, they got really good, uh, painters, uh, artists, if you will, that painted in oil, like a big canvas and they took pictures of those and, and it, it was really, really good artwork. And as you said, it's it's phenomenal. I, I mean, I remember a doom metal band from from Sweden, and they're still around. They call Candlemas, mm-hmm. and you should look at those album covers. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, jeez, that's something else right there. I guess they figure they're not going to be sold in the stores anyway, so why not no. go out all out yeah. and just be? Because I mean, some of these are just like insane. Yeah. It really is. So it's it's really cool. So are we uh, satisfied with with saying that it, it, back in the day, the the album covers were were better than they are today? You know, I think so because I, at least I can speak for the United States. I think everything is so dumbed down and so basic, so it'll sell. We do things based on whether or not it will sell. All right. You know, and and so everything is very very bland. Yeah. If you will. Cuz uh, cuz I I I got a a a line of of album covers right in front of me from the 80s and you got I mean, grab onto your socks, man. You got Dio's Holy Diver. And you got Maiden's Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind. You got Metallica's Master Puppets. You got Screaming for Vengeance with Judas Priest. You got the Blizzard of Oz with Ozzy. I mean, the list goes on. And it's all of the albums were released during the 80s. And it's, it's crazy to think about it. Once again, once again, you and me growing up in the middle of all this, we're so lucky, aren't we? We're a couple of old farts. But still, we are, yes, we are. But we we are lucky. We are very lucky to to have that experience. And these days, kids don't really know album covers. It's it's no, there are no, no album covers, honestly, anymore. No. They're all in digital players. And yeah, you know. And it's it's funny because I, I I talk to talk to um, um, uh, one of the guys that that I know who, who owns a record store um, here in Sweden, and and it's. The, the 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 albums that he sells most it's the reprints of the old ones w- with with maiden and Aussie and 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 scorpions and and dio and guns N' roses and 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 kiss and so forth and it's that's the stuff that he sells the most still today i don't doubt it it's but there's nuts. one final one we should talk about before we bail yes how long did it take you to see the vagina inside the tongue on White Snake's "Come and Get It" record? It 
took until this afternoon when I pulled it out because <laughs> I, I actually didn't see that one. And I, I th thinking about what, what are you talking about the mouth in the vagina of the snake? What the hell? And I, I, I took it out. I, I, of course, I got different copies of that one too. And I'm thinking, what the hell? How did I miss that? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, come on. It, it, you got to expect that. I mean, White Snake, is there any song that White Snake has done that's not about sex? Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, go back and, and, and uh, look at Slide It In. We, we did an episode on, on that record. I mean, yeah. every song on that record is about having sex. <laughs> <laughs> but that's White Snake for you. <laughs> All right. On that note, We'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozehound Productions. Music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else. <laughs>